It's the Rally the Valley podcast presented by Town Place Suites by Marriott. I'm your host, Jonah Goldberg, and this week we're joined by Darren Flowers. He's the head coach of the UTRGV track and field team. Brad Foote, he's an assistant coach on the track and field squad. And Sarah Hernandez, she's an alum of the track and field team and assistant athletic director for marketing here at UTRGV. We'll start with the coaches, Darren Flowers and Brad Foote. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Jonah. Really appreciate it. Well, we're coming off of the WAC championships. You had eight student athletes win WAC championships. What was that like getting to see them and your whole teams compete at such a high level at home? Well, we've been looking forward to this for two years now with not having that championship on the COVID year. And so I know our kids were excited and ready and it wasn't hard for them to get up emotionally for this championship being at home. And I think that's what you saw. You saw kids that were out there giving it their all and trying to represent UTRGV at the highest level. So it was extremely exciting as a coach to see how our kids competed and been a really hard year, year and a half. And just to get these kids to where they are now and compete at the championship was exciting. Got a lot of points in the throws, Coach Foote, and I know you started with a silver medal from Esmeralda Ruiz in the hammer throw. Blew away her PR with the fourth best in program history, and it continued on with Paul May and Desiree Berge the next couple of days. And Alexandria Hurst, you know, the shot put and the discus, both of them throwing really well. What were your thoughts on just how the throw squad competed? It's just been a testament to how they've trained all year, how they've taken on this whole COVID situation. The message that I was sending the whole entire year was no excuses. We'll find a way, we'll get it done. And that's kind of what the group took on this whole year was they found a way, they got personal best. They all just took whatever was thrown their way and just kept training hard. As a competitor and as a coach, you always want a little more, but you definitely are not going to complain with what they put up at the conference meet. Coach Flowers, you work directly with the sprints and the jumps, but obviously you oversee the entire program. Watching the throws program and the way that they were able to point and come up with some big marks, what was that like for you? It's a testament to Coach Foote and the kids that he's brought in. And four years ago, I really had my eye on Coach Foote, just knowing what he had done at Iowa Central and knowing what I wanted to do here as far as my vision for the program. And I knew that Coach Foote could take it to the next level. And if we did this thing right, we could really have a strong throws program here. And it's definitely an emphasis for us. And just to see the energy and the competitiveness and what those kids were able to do for our program, the results showed it this weekend. And Headed in the right direction. Desiree Berge ran away with the discus championship. I guess not really a surprise. 45th, 46th in the world right now in the discus. What has her progression been like? Desiree came from Missouri Southern Division Two. She had great results there. When she got here, the goal was always, how can we elevate that? And from day one, put the head down and hit the ground running. There was a few things we just have been trying to work on and her trying to adapt to my coaching style and how we do things here. She's just been great. When you have a coachable athlete, it really makes things a lot easier. What she's brought to this program and her progression, that's a testament to her. I'll say she makes me look good. I want to know what that was like, how you got her here. Came, she played basketball that first year. Is there a negotiation with Coach Lord on who gets her first? or How did this all happen? <laughs> so it's a good thing Coach Lord and I are good friends and on good terms. You know, he came in a year after I came in and got to talking to Lane about her and her situation and she could play basketball and come throw and looking at she was going to have a year off of throwing 
there's no doubt she could get back and do what she needs to do. So take her a step forward in discus. Speaking of people taking a step forward, it seems like Paul May has been here forever. Uh, he's <laughs> the old man in the program. And this year he becomes one of just three student athletes in the history of the program. All of them during your tenure, by the way, coaches to compete in two events in the NCAA West preliminary round. He's headed up to College Station in the shot put and the discus this year. How about him? Pretty awesome. And I think coming here, Coach Foote and I knew this guy has got some tools. He works hard. He competes at a very high level when he's in championships. Coach Foote's just been able to get a ton out of him, and he's been awesome for our program. See, the reason you're able to start this big pipeline of kids from Bloomfield, Connecticut to come revolutionize the throws program? It's definitely a little bit of the reason. Their coach, the private coach in Connecticut, I actually had a relationship with him before I took the job. This wasn't like Paul and Christian were here, and then all of a sudden I met their coach in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Coach Larkin's out there when I was in Iowa Central was always trying to send me some kids. After I took the job here, I was like, all right, let's take a look at where these athletes are from and who I'm about to take over. And I see Bloomfield, Connecticut, and the first person I text is Coach Larkin. Like I said, the relationship with the coach has always been there. And with these athletes here and them buying into what I preach for the throws program and the culture of the throws program is just hand in hand, kind of the same style of coach I am. It's just work hard, get it done. So a lot of times when I know I'm getting an athlete from him, I'm getting an athlete that already has the same set of values as I do when it comes to a throws program. And that's just how that relationship and that pipeline started on the men's side. And I'm sure we might have an opportunity to get some women here in the future as well. Well, speaking of kids who are going to compete in two events, we got two of them this year. How about Harry Bartholomew in the long jump and the triple jump? when Andy and I were kicking around the idea of getting him, I knew we needed kind of a double triple threat type kid. He can do all three. He could high jump, long jump and triple jump. And he ran on a four by one, that one at the whack, an alternate leg that we ended up putting on because Mariano was out. And so he stepped in and filled that role. So he's a very versatile guy. He was exactly what we were looking for. Really good kid. And hopefully can do something when he gets there. As long as we're on the conversation of jumps, Edatonia Cheatham West finally getting her opportunity. She's been a staple in our program since I got here and has all the tools and so glad that in her final year, she gets the opportunity to represent UTRGV at a high level and she's dangerous. So excited to see what she does in College Station this next week. People I'm excited to see. How about Tamara Woodley? Is she really just a freshman with all those medals (laughs) hanging around her neck? She makes me look good. She has a great attitude, great work ethic. What she's done over the last year, year and a half in improvement wise. I mean, she came to us as a 57 girl and pretty decent, had some tools, but she comes every day and just brings it. It's a testament to her where she's at and what she accomplished. The two, four double is one of the hardest doubles in track and field to come back in all those rounds and win in a 400 and then come back 50 minutes later and win in a 200 is just so tough to do. And we've been talking about it for a long time and she put in the work throughout the summer, the fall, when there wasn't a lot of light at the end of the tunnel, she was still grinding and still putting that work in. Now that the WAC championships are over, when you look back at it, what are your thoughts on that event that you've been looking toward for so long? It's a little bittersweet. And I think Coach Foote can agree with me here is 
we hope to have a lot more pieces in place. We were affected like a lot of other programs were with COVID and opt-outs. And truthfully, I think we did the best that we could with the kids that we had there. They competed their butts off. I'm not at all disappointed. I think we had the highest point totals ever to do that and finish in the top three. I can't complain. We've come a long way. That really does show the progression. You'd never finish top three. On the men's side, I mean, you were knocking on the door of second place. You were right up there with Utah Valley the entire way. Yeah, and that's where you look at it and said, man, what could have been? I don't want to dwell on it, but you know when you spend four years trying to get to a point and you only have basically three days to make it happen after those four years, you look back and say, oh gosh, I wish we could have had this or had that, but it's just awesome to see where we are. So what does the future hold for this program once we get past the NCAAs and the U.S. Olympic trials? We've spoken as a staff and we know that we have to change with the winds. Our conference completely changes and the philosophy that you have to have going into this new conference is completely different. It's no longer a depth game as it was in the WAC. You're not going to win the conference with 220 points anymore. It's going to be more of a 110 point game. You have to have heavy hitters at the top. It's really a quality over quantity thing now. And there are some very, very good schools, top 25, top 30 schools that are now coming into the conference and track and field. And we've got to pick our battles. We've got to pick where we can be successful and really do it well. Will there be a greater emphasis now on trying to make sure that you get to see those teams during the regular season since presumably you'd all be competing in a lot of the same meets being in Texas? I don't necessarily think that makes a huge difference in the way we compete because our kids are still going to come out and give it everything they got because they know what's at stake. I think it will be a little bit different for us as coaches because we will see how these coaches are using their student athletes in certain areas and how they're able to handle different scenarios. It's going to be a lot more competitive in the throws with the addition. We just have to make sure that our top kids and all of our kids are firing at all cylinders at the conference meet now because there's not going to be a slip up. It's going to be just that competitive. Coach Foot, as we go into the regionals and all the throws changes, you're not getting six, you're getting three. How does that change the approach for your squad? Maybe doing some mock meet situations of three throws. That's all you get today. Trying to get some of these athletes mentally prepared. You pretty much can't mess it up in the first three throws. You have to get into the warm up. And kind of what I'm preaching all year has been get going sooner when it comes to the meet. I know my athletes don't know why I was saying that, but for the ones that are here now, that's the reason why I've been saying it. Uh, build yourself into the meet sooner in the warm up. You can't wait for the first or second throw to get going. Build into the warm up, take your time, feel out the ring, and just amp your intensity every single throw and just see where you're at. This is probably the toughest meet they will compete at. The big message has just been. Go in there, do what we've been doing, and just be ready to pop a big throw. Because if you PR at this meet, you give yourself a chance to make that national meet. A lot of people fall apart at this national meet if they try to force things. And we've seen it. You've put in the work. Go in there and give your best and do what you've done all year. And you're going to put yourself in a position to possibly move on. Well, we're certainly excited to see what will happen. We saw that the NCAA West preliminary round will be carried on SEC Network Plus and online through ESPN Plus, Coach Flowers, Coach Foot, lots of luck, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonah.
The Rally of the Valley podcast presented by Town Place Suites by Marion Rolls On. We're now joined by UTRGV Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing, Sarah Hernandez. Sarah also competed in track and field here from 2008 through 2011. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Hi, Jonah. Thanks for having me. And we just spoke with Coaches Flowers and Foot about the WAC Track and Field Championships that UTRGV recently hosted. I know you were a big part of making those work. So what was it like from your standpoint? It was a great honor to be able to put something like that together for our student athletes. Our team, I think we did a really good job. The team, Molly Kastner, Seth Jones, I think there were a lot of us that had a role in it. And I think we worked as a team very well. The cherry on top was literally the championships and being able to see our student athletes compete. Those conference championships are always really special. What does it take to make an event like this work? You have to think about everything from how many people are going to be in attendance. In this case, we did not have fans for safety reasons. But if that were the case, you have to make a plan for where the fans are going to be. We knew we were going to have about 500 athletes in attendance. So you have to have a place for them to be able to relax because we know a track meet is very long and you're going to be competing for maybe a few minutes if you're in the track and maybe an hour or two if you're in the field. So in between, you have to have places to be able to relax. We have to have medical services. There are also volunteers and officials who need assistance, whether it's food, also hydration, because you're standing in the sun for a long time. Just the logistics of where everybody's going to be at a certain time to make sure that every event is covered. Funny you mentioned the fact that we couldn't have fans there, but kind of reject that assertion because <laughs> when all the teams pack the stands for the track events, it was an incredible atmosphere. That is what you practice for that moment. And you know how special that is for your teammates. Teammates are your fans. And in this case, we are our student athletes fans. We're also there to support them. And it was really special to see them compete. After all that work, to see the champions go off so well, and then when it came to an end, what's that feeling like for you? I love that feeling. I also love seeing our teams compete so well, because that's why we do it. And we saw our men's and women's teams really compete the best they ever have. That is very fulfilling. Not only that, but also at the end, again, once they get to relax for a lot of them, and for most of them, this is their last track meet of the season. And for a lot of them, it's their last track meet of their career. I think that moment when everybody was getting together, celebrating, everybody was very happy. And I think that that's the most fulfilling part, seeing that we were able to create a special moment for the student athletes, because that's why we do what we do. As a track and field alum, what was it like to be able to see your university put on an event like this in such a manner? That is the most special feeling, being able to put together an event for our student athletes and see them enjoy it was very special. And it's important for our student athletes to be able to compete here every once in a while. And I think they were also enjoying it. They were enjoying being the home team. Now you competed in the hurdles. So when you were watching the, the hurdles go off, are you thinking, I could do that. I could still do that. I always get nervous when they're in the blocks because I know how nerve wracking that moment is. The student athletes can probably understand how when you're getting in your marks, and you can see kind of a tunnel of hurdles in the 100. That can be intimidating, but it's also thrilling and exciting because you're about to run as hard as you can for a few seconds. I always get nervous. Also that 4x4 four four because you know that's going to hurt. I think I can commiserate with them quite a bit, just knowing what they're going through and how special that moment is. 
couple hours after the track and field championships ended and everybody went home and the gate was locked, you had to then turn around and be right back at the baseball stadium for senior day. I just want to know that since that baseball game ended, have you had a chance to breathe? This week has been a little bit slower for all of us. The main reason being that we are not planning for any events yet. But yes, I've had a chance to breathe. And again, being able to finish that baseball season was also important. Senior day is very special. I always say it's my favorite and least favorite part of the season because I always get very emotional. When you talk about these seniors, I think immediately about somebody who went on to great success after her senior year. Her name is Sarah Hernandez. You may have met her. Now, for those who don't know, when Sarah was done competing in track and field, now let's actually back it up a little. While you were competing in track and field here, you were the editor-in-chief mm-hmm. of the student newspaper. You were the president of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Of Correct. Athletics. And then you became a graduate assistant within the UTRGV Athletic Department for about a year and a half. And then you jumped into a full-time role. From there, you have been promoted a couple of times. You've always been a valuable member of the staff. Seeing that kind of success has to be inspiring for our student-athletes to see what they can accomplish when they graduate. So what kind of advice would you give them to either go down a similar path or just to have success in that professional world? What I would advise them to do is to really take those opportunities that are given to them. Sometimes you're not sure if you're absolutely going to be successful at it, but sometimes you just have to take it. I didn't know that I was going to have a career in college athletics. I studied PR and I happened to be in the newspaper and all of a sudden I wanted to be a reporter. And then for whatever reason, that didn't end up happening because I had this opportunity here and I took the opportunity of getting my master's. One thing led to another and it's been almost 10 years. I think just really taking advantage of opportunities and really being able to recognize when people are willing to invest in you. So I think just taking a gamble sometimes, it's worth trying it. And you might just find something that you really like and that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And sometimes you're not going to like it, but at least you know, and it's okay to not like something, but at least try it. Sarah Hernandez, Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing at UTRGV. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonah. Thanks for having me again. This has been the Rally of the Valley podcast presented by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Check out archived episodes. Visit goutrgv.com slash podcast.